Welcome to the Renewing the Center podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, and we want to thank you for joining us today. Here at Renewing the Center, we're answering God's call to work for the spiritual renewal of the church. For more information, visit renewingthecenter.org. We're glad to have you with us today. Now, let's make some space for God's renewing work. Today, we're going to read a portion of Psalm 106 actually verses 6 through 15. This is from the Daily Lectionary, and so if you're reading along in the 2019 Book of Common Prayer, this would be one of your readings for today, which is our our rhythm, our custom here at Renewing the Center. The poet says, Both we and our ancestors have sinned. We have committed iniquity and done wickedly. Our ancestors, when they were in Egypt, did not consider your wonderful works. They did not remember the abundance of your steadfast love, but rebelled against the Most High at the Red Sea. Yet he saved them for his name's sake, so that he might make known his mighty power. He rebuked the Red Sea, and it became dry. He led them through the deep as through a desert. So he saved them from the hand of the foe and delivered them from the hand of the enemy. The waters covered their adversaries. Not one of them was left. Then they believed his words. They sang his praise. But they soon forgot his works. They did not wait for his counsel. But they had a wanton craving in the wilderness and put God to the test in the desert. He gave them what they asked. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, I pray that you would give us grace today to sit with these words from uh, the psalmist. God, help us to uh, receive maybe some instruction from you about how we might need to view the wickedness of our ancestors, Lord, in light of our own lives. Help us, God, to learn to stand with them, to admit our faults, and to ask for your help. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. That gets it, y'all, The what I just prayed. The poet begins by saying, both we and our ancestors sinned. He right away puts himself in league in the same space with those who have gone before him, even the wicked who'd gone before him. And I think this touches on a really important invitation for those of us who would seek to be spiritual, who would seek to be people who are renewed in our hearts. We have to learn to stand with and identify with those who have sinned rather than standing apart in judgment of those who've sinned, minimizing our own faults. We need to identify with the brokenness in us as it relates to other people. This is so important. One of the things that happens here that I think really sets the poet off on the right foot is he chooses to identify with the failures of his ancestors rather than pretending that he's somehow clean or better. And so I just want to ask you right out of the gate, how easy is it for you to admit your faults? Are you prone to defensive behavior? Do you try to insulate yourself by painting other people in a negative light so that you look better yourself? Are you prone to making excuses? I think that one of the things we have to see here is that the Lord wants us to be able to admit our faults without being overcome by our faults, without falling into shame. But many of us have a hard time even saying that we've done something wrong. Here the poet gives us not only permission, but I think a mandate to say, identify with the faults of those around you. Own your own mistakes, your own sins, so that you might receive the forgiveness of God. But here's something that the the poet says next. He speaks of his ancestors, the, the ones in Egypt, and he says, yet you save them. Uh, For your sake, God, not out of their righteousness, but because of your righteousness, you save them. And the psalmist remembers the fact that God was so kind to his ancestors that despite their sin and their brokenness, he parted the Red Sea. He saved them. 
And so he's thinking back to Egypt. And if you've spent much time at all with your Bibles, you're familiar with Egyptian bondage. Egyptian bondage for the Israelites becomes a kind of shorthand for one of the darkest extended periods in the life of the Israelites. Uh, they lost everything. They lost their homes, their sense of place, identity. Then um, they were made to be slaves for 400 years. And the psalmist thinks back to his ancestors who were put in such an awful situation. Y'all, the Jews had every excuse. If there was ever going to be excuse for bad behavior, it would have been Egyptian bondage. They were oppressed and crushed. Uh, one of the words in the Hebrew language for the, um, the Egyptians' um, uh, oppression of the Jews was that they were crushed under, ground into powder by the burden of oppression. And in that, the Jews sinned. They, they behaved negatively. And it's interesting that the poet says, my ancestors forgot the love of God because their circumstances were so hard. Y'all, bad times have a way of making us forget uh, the goodness of God. We just recently reflected on this in another episode in the podcast, and you may be in a situation, a season in your life right now where you find yourself forgetting God's goodness because life is so hard. It's not any fun. It's oppressive and cruel even. And yet in this story, as the poet thinks back to his ancestors, God saved his ancestors for his namesake, not because they were acting their best, not because of their behavior, but because of his character. See, God works on our behalf because he's God. He doesn't just work on our behalf because we're good. And so we're told that they pass through the waters of the Red Sea. And I think the imagery of the Jews passing through the Red Sea is one of the most powerful images in our Bible. It speaks to us of death, burial, resurrection, right? Of the Jews being confronted with an impossible barrier, something they could not navigate in their own strength. And maybe you're in that place right now to where you think I've done everything I can on my own strength and I can't figure out what to do next, I have no other options. That's where the Jews were. And what the poet reminds us of is they weren't really in a great place spiritually. They, they'd acted wickedly and they were in an impossible place and God saved them. He parted the Red Sea. He gave them a way through. And maybe that's what you need right now. You need a way through. Some days that's, that's what I pray. That's all I pray. God, show me the way through. Uh, lately, I found myself praying that uh, as often as I pray anything else or just help me get through today. Help me navigate this challenge in front of me. And we're told that God did help them and that they did believe for a while. For a while after God shows up, they believe. But then the text tells us toward the end of our passage today that they forgot again. We, we tend to forget, don't we? Uh, we leak faith. We drain belief. And so did the ancestors. And I want you to remember the poet is now putting himself in league with these forgetful ancestors of his. He's probably here implying, God, like my ancestors in Israel, I tend to forget when you do good things. And then I get excited and then I forget again. God wants to meet you. He wants to help you. And you will forget again and again and again. And that's the sad reality is that this story doesn't end on a high note. It doesn't end with a happily ever after. It ends with a stark picture of a fickle, forgetful person and a God who continues to bear with him. And maybe there is a, an invitation for you and me 
to acknowledge our forgetful fickleness and also acknowledge that God bears with us and that there are consequences to our fickle nature. The, the forgetting is sin and the sin does cost us. And yet the Lord bears with us in the midst of all of that, just like he did with the Israelites. And so if I could think of one invitation right now, for me at least, and I bet it's the same for you, it's that God wants us to be bold enough to admit our faults and our sins. I think he wants us to be the kinds of people who don't pretend that we're not guilty, but admit our guilt before him. I remember John Wimber, one of the founders of the Vineyard, hero of mine, he's since gone to be with the Lord. He once said that if we offer specific confession of sin, we will receive specific forgiveness and grace from God. But that if we're super vague about it, Lord, if I've done anything wrong, please forgive me, then we'll receive a kind of vague, squishy sense of being forgiven and known. And what this poem does for me is it invites me to be more courageous in my identification of sin because God will forgive and God will bear with me. And I think the same thing is true for you, for all of us. So may we have the courage to admit our faults and our fickle nature and ask the Lord to help us by healing us and forgiving us. But it starts with confession, guys. So let's confess to the Lord. Father, I pray for my friends today and I ask for your grace and your mercy. I pray that you would show us your kindness, Lord, that you would help us to be the kinds of men and women you've called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. If you felt moved or inspired by something in this podcast, an idea, an image, or an impression. Carry it with you into your day as a prayer, coming back to it again and again in the spaces throughout your day. Be curious about what God wants to show you. What in your life needs to hear this word of encouragement, inspiration, or course correction? And be courageous in your response. The Holy Spirit will give you the grace to carry out whatever He places on your heart. And thank you for being with us today. We look forward to having you with us again next time here at Renewing the Center. Mm-hmm.